Hey guys, welcome to Base Business, the podcast where we turn business concepts into practical and actionable wisdom. My name is Parker McCumber. I'm your host. And today we're going to be diving into the art of crafting a business plan and a vision for your business, the very blueprint to your success. Whether you're a budding entrepreneur or a seasoned business owner, this episode is your guide to creating a roadmap that leads to your goals. Now, as a lot of you know, I try to provide a lot of value in these episodes. Uh, I'm a serial entrepreneur myself. I have an MBA. I'm working on my doctorate of business administration with an emphasis of organizational leadership. And I struggled in the early days to try to get something off the ground and provide for my family. I don't want you guys to suffer the same way that I suffered. So I hope that you guys can find some wisdom and value in these episodes. This is episode two of our 10 episode arc on creating a business. Uh, So let's dive right in to the anatomy of a business plan. I'm going to use the example of a building, right? Uh, A business plan to building concept, just so we have something to imagine as we go here. Uh, So we're going to cover some of the key components of a business plan being the executive summary, market analysis, your company's description, the organization and the management, uh, as well as marketing and sales strategies, service or product lines, your funding requests or financial projections uh, as well. Let's start by breaking down that concept. So your business plan, imagine it as a building. Each part from the foundation to the roof has a very specific role. The executive summary of your business plan is your entrance. Imagine that being the front door. It's what invites investors in. Your windows is your market analysis. The market analysis is quite literally the window that is offering you a view into what's going on in that industry, what's going on in that niche, uh, and, and what's real and what's not real, right? So you need your market analysis to see what's going on. You need a window to see outside your building and past your wall. So subsequently, your company description, that's going to be like the walls of the business. Uh, It's what provides you that structure. It's what provides you that identity that somebody can look at and say, oh, yeah, that's what they are. Every aspect of your business plan from your product line to your financial projections then forms a vital aspect of the structure. You could think of your financial projections as your roof, literally keeping the roof over your head, but I think of it as the roof to that business. Um, So all these things together, they create a robust and functional business plan and they create the sound structure of your business. Uh, I think it's very important, even if you're a small business owner, an entrepreneur, and you're just starting up, you're by yourself, write this stuff down, right? Create a plan for yourself. Then you have something that's actionable that you can execute on and you can make your revisions and refinements as you go, but write it down. Next thing that you should be writing down while you build your business plan is your mission statement and your vision statement, right? Let's talk about the heart and soul of your company here. Your mission statement uh, is what actually drives you. It's the why to what you do, right? 
Your mission statement uh, is what actually drives you. It's the why to what you do, right? And your vision statement is your where, where you see yourself going, where you see the business going. Uh, I'd like to look at one famous example, at least, uh, one that I admire is Chick-fil-A's. And I'll share a screenshot with you guys if you're watching on YouTube. But the Chick-fil-A mission statement is to be America's best quick service restaurant at winning and keeping customers. Okay, so that's why Chick-fil-A does what they do. They are in the business to be the best quick service restaurant at winning customers and keeping customers. Gosh, I tell you, when you have a chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A, you're you're hooked, you're caught. Uh, So they're doing a good job with that. The vision statement, right? That's where they're trying to go, why their mission matters. Okay, so vision statement from Chick-fil-A, to glorify God by being a faithful steward of all that is entrusted to us to have a positive influence on all who come in contact with Chick-fil-A, right? So their mission is to be the best. Their vision is to glorify God, be a faithful steward to their resources, and to have a positive influence on everyone who they come in contact with, right? Uh, I think they generally do a very good job of this. You ever see an angry manager at Chick-fil-A? Not once. Not once. Uh, and I think a lot of that is that they keep in mind the mission and the vision. I think these are things that entrepreneurs should also be writing down as they're starting their company, starting their business. Um, even if you're small, it, it's not something that I did when I first started. Uh, and at times when you lose clarity, if you have this written down, it's something to come back to. So I definitely recommend it now. Uh, also, as your business grows and scales, right? Providing a mission statement and a vision statement and like our employee handbook is huge because it's something that they can actually see and remember and revisit as to why we do what we do and where we're going as an organization. And that's something that they can buy into then uh, and feel good about and participate in. It's important to have as a solopreneur, it's important to have as an entrepreneur or as just a, a business leader in general. Okay, let's talk about the next aspect here. We need to be setting goals, right? Short-term goals, long-term goals. Uh, we'll get a graphic up for you guys. The visualization of your short and long-term goals starts with a timeline, okay? And I like to keep my goals uh, smart, smart goals, if you're familiar with that. Uh, specific, measurable, achievable, or attainable, realistic, and time-bound, okay? Goals are the milestones that you're going to achieve while you go on your business journey. And your short-term goals are typically the stops that you're making. And the long-term goals are like the checkpoints on your way to your destination. So uh, when I view short-term goals, I'm typically thinking, you know, the next year, right? Uh, Some people do short-term, you know, up to two or three years. I prefer just one year. And then my long-term goals are the bigger destinations for me as we go. So I think it's important for entrepreneurs or business leaders to set goals. It's important to have both short-term and long-term goals. 
I think if you're leading an organization, one, you should have those goals for your organization, but you should have short-term and long-term goals for yourself. How are you improving? How are you moving forward as well? I know that that's maybe a step away from the business plan, but just remember, if you're a leader, no one wants you to lead them if you can't lead yourself. So let's set goals, let's crush goals, let's achieve goals. Okay, Uh, it's important to balance your short-term goals and your long-term goals so that you're not over-committing resources on the short-term and maybe jeopardizing a long-term outcome. Uh, And subsequently, you're not missing important short-term actions and goals uh, because you're holding on and hoarding the resources for a long-term outcome. Uh, So business leaders need to do a good job of kind of identifying what those needs are to achieve those goals, prioritize what goals are most important, and allocate the resources effectively. Okay, I'm going to share with you guys a little bit of a business plan from when I first started my entrepreneurial journey. I did not, as I previously said, I didn't write down my business plan. I didn't write an executive summary because it was just me. In hindsight, I think I should have to given myself more clarity so that I could be better prepared uh, for what I was doing so I could have that plan to execute on and and then make my refinements off of. But um, I did start with a lot of market analysis, right? So looking into the market analysis uh, on that, right, there's a million veteran-owned companies that do apparel and uh, some do like holsters for firearms, others do uh, gear and stuff. So I said, one, uh, I don't want to be one of these companies that's just hawking products. We're going to make stuff that we can actually be proud of, that I could actually put my name on and think is a good product, right? So market analysis wise, we looked at things that were actually usable. We looked at things that were quality. And if we found something that was a good concept, but poorly executed, we were looking at ways to invest in that to make it better and then bring it to our customers. Um, But there's a lot of market analysis going into that. What's the products going to be? How are they going to, you know, integrate to your market and your niche? And how are they going to be? providing value to your consumers, right? And I kept all of this in the back of my head as a veteran and like, okay, would I actually use these? Does this make sense to me if I'm my target audience? Um, And then the organization and management of it, you know, we structured as an LLC. Uh, I was running the day-to-day management. As the company grew, you know, we brought on employees, eventually had to get a manager, but... uh, if you're starting small, it's easy to, you know, kind of have this figured out. The uh, marketing and sales strategy, something that worked and didn't work for me. Uh, I've said this before in business school, while I was at uh, doing my undergrad in business management, I learned a ton of stuff that didn't actually work. Um, it's like business schools are geared towards sending people out into the workforce that are joining Fortune 500 companies. And if you're an entrepreneur starting a small business, those strategies that they use are not the same strategies that you need to be using, right? Um, So like things change, the algorithms change on social media and stuff. But when I was in school, they told us never use more than five or six hashtags on like a post, right? Because it inundates your... uh, Posts, it's too much. They're not going to read them. They're not going to see them. It's going to weaken your distribution. 
And so I lived by that for a while and I couldn't get reach. And sooner or later, I said, you know what? I'm just going to try it. I'm going to do 30 hashtags. That was the Instagram max. And I started doing that. But then I started seeing more reach, more exposure, more people coming in. Um, And then I was able to hone in on what, you know, what things were working. So my marketing strategy had some trial and error in there. Uh, but I knew I was going to play big on social media because I was active on social media. My target demographic was active on social media. Um, so that was it. And then for sales strategies, what we were doing was uh, hosting on like Shopify, ClickFunnels online, web services. Um, and we ended up, you know, as we re- refine our, our plans and our products, um, I started just, uh, I would message people that were in my target demographic. I would use hashtags that were relevant. I would go into those hashtags and find people who were active in those communities and offer them uh, discounts and offer them partial sponsorships or sponsorships to get them to try the products, post about the products. And then they started drumming up business for the company as well. Um, And once we started to actually get information, you know, that data coming in from people making purchases, adding to cart, abandoning cart, uh, we were able to actually do our paid advertising and scale and grow that. But that's the real world success story behind my that that business plan. Uh, I already kind of talked about the product line. And then as far as funding and financial projections, these don't necessarily need to be included in your business plan unless you're seeking funding right? Uh, obviously, a lender wants to have your financial projections and your estimates, as well as you know some sound logic and reasoning behind them before they're going to you, lend you money uh, to create this project or your business. So if you're starting small, maybe that's not a, an issue for you. Something that I do recommend, a really important piece of advice for people who are starting small, Look, if you can find a way to integrate pre-orders into your business, into your business model or concept, that is a great way for you to minimize your risk, right? Every time I launched a product, I created a pre-order so that people would come, they'd buy the product, they'd pay me for it, but then I had that money to purchase or complete the manufacturing process um, so that I wasn't going into debt or going out on a limb you know, risking everything to get the products made, bring them in, warehouse them, and then not sell any. I was making sure that the products were selling prior to bringing them in. Um, just a just a tip for you guys. Okay, uh, real quick recap. We talked about what a business plan looks like, kind of the components of it. Uh, we talked about the executive summary being kind of that entrance to that building, right? If you're business is the building. The executive summary is what invites people in. It's what lets investors come in. We talked about the market analysis being the window that's letting you see what's going on outside, what's real, what's not real. Company description, providing you that identity that people can look at and recognize. Your organization and management kind of comprising those walls. Um, The funding and financial projections is the roof that's keeping you all inside. And your marketing and sales strategy, product line, that kind of stuff. Uh, also comprising, you know, the guts of that building. So uh, as we wrap up, remember that these things are not just documents that you write down and forget about. They're a map for your success. And if you can go back, revisit them, refocus, 
Um, that's what's going to help you stay consistent, I think, in the long term and find success. Remember that consistency compounds. And if you're consistent working on these things, you can identify trends sooner so that you can make your revisions, your adjustments, your refinements, and you can move on and continue to grow and succeed. So everyone's business roadmap is different. Feel free to share your thoughts and questions in the comments below. If you found value in today's episode, please give us a like and a subscribe for more insights. Until next time, keep building your dreams, keep building your businesses, uh, and let's go win together.